Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Sound the alarms. It's an emergency Charlton Live podcast as manager Lee Bowyer announces his resignation. The now former Addicts boss set to join championship strugglers Birmingham City. His three-year reign at the Valley has come to an end and we are all in shock. Who is going to be next in the Addicts hot seat? This is our first ever Charlton Live emergency broadcast. Which is amazing, really, when you think about it, uh, Tom and Dave, considering the amount of stuff we've gone through as a club. But this is the first time we've ever actually come on air for an emergency show. And uh, to, to bid farewell to Addicts boss uh, Lee Bayer, we're going to hear uh, as well, we've got a special guest, Richard Corley, the sports editor of the South London Press, joining me on the phone earlier in th- this evening to discuss uh, the breaking news coming out of the Valley. But joining me uh, on this week's emergency broadcast to discuss Lee Bayer's uh, departure from SC7. First up, Tom Wallin, how are you doing? Tommy, you in shock? Uh, yeah, I am a bit shocked, actually. Yeah, I am. But uh, aside from that, I'm doing all right. Excellent so. stuff. And also joining us uh, the real, on the, the real chart legend, uh, real chart legend left in January, didn't he? So hey, uh, me, Omar Bogle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also joining us, a man uh, yeah. who I'm sure is in a little bit of shock. Nathan Muller, what would you say? Didn't see that coming. No, I tell you that. No, no, I didn't see it coming. But um, I thought we'd be here for um, till the end of the season. I yeah. mean. I know we've we've been a bit of a bad run of form, which we'll come to and all that, but I don't know, we're not out of it completely, but it's an opportunity that he's, you know, he's wanted to take. And I said earlier, I wish him well in his managerial career and we just crack on and we'll just find the the next person who's, who's going to take the seat. I've seen loads of suggestions, which some are funny, some aren't, but um, yeah. Bit, I just it was just I didn't expect it this morning to be honest. Yeah, um, certainly came yeah. as a bit of a surprise. So on the, this evening's show, like I said, we're going to hear from Richard Corley uh, shortly. Uh, I asked him for his initial reaction, and we just discussed some of the sort of early runners and riders that have turned up in the you know in the betting and that. But obviously, it's extremely early days. Um, uh, we've also got plenty of uh, reaction and messages from you guys as well obviously uh, it's big news out of the valley plenty of you wanted to have your say to thank Lee Bayer uh, for his time at the club and his hard work to make suggestions as to who uh, may be coming up next as well but I love I mean before we go into to Richard then Tom um, like I say came out of the blue uh, this morning um, I was uh, I was shocked you know I, 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 and I had this discussion with Rich which we'll hear in a minute uh, a minute ago but in my mind you know if he wasn't going to be sacked, which I think was clear he wasn't going to be after that Blackpool game, if he wasn't going to be sacked after that one, then I didn't think he'd be leaving, to be honest, until at least the end of the season, when perhaps I thought maybe there might be a change in direction. Who knows what would have happened. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the way it's happened is completely come out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why I'm shocked. I think he's obviously had the opportunity to leave uh... Uh, for, I think for the Birmingham job even before um, and, and he chose not to and that's when the club was in, in a bit of trouble um, 
And I feel like now we're right on the cusp of having a real opportunity here with the, the summer coming up with an owner who is prepared to back his manager. Um, and the, the starting starting blocks or building blocks of a good squad there. Um, so I think we, we were in a we still are in a pretty good place in terms of a club. Um, and I think the next few seasons are going to be quite exciting. So I didn't expect it at all. Uh, the, the, the tweet, uh, I saw Rich's tweet, like by complete coincidence, as soon as he posted it. Um, and it is a shock. And, uh, you know, my immediate reaction after that is one of sadness. Um, I didn't want him to leave. I think I've been pretty clear and consistent on that, uh, despite the form we've been in. He's not someone I would necessarily have said was, uh, you know, for me, a, a big chant legend, purely because I, I don't remember him as a player here. Uh, obviously, I, I know him as a player and I know he did play for Charlton, but he wasn't someone I, I was seeing a lot when I was growing up or anything. So, But I think what he's done for us, I mean, as I said on Twitter that day at Wembley in itself is enough for me. Um, and whilst that wasn't enough for him to purely leave on his own terms, and I know people have called for his head this year, I think probably that the way it's ended is is the best for everybody because those who wanted him gone, you know, have seen him gone. Those who wanted him to stay, you know, he hasn't been booted out of the club. And I feel he deserved the summer and next season if he wanted it. And the opportunity's come up and he's decided, you know what, I'm going to give something else a go and, and fair play to him. Uh, and I think it's a real opportunity now for somebody else. I, I we'll obviously speculate a little bit about who that's going to be, but I think there's a great opportunity there now. It's not like three years ago when you looked at it and thought, well, no one's going to touch that uh, unless they're a, what was he, like a cleaner or something, Carol Fry. In, uh, in Belgium. So there's a real opportunity for a good manager there. Um, I'm just not sure who it's going to be. Mm, certainly. Nathan, you, what was your initial reaction when you saw the news? I mean, are you sad to see Lee Bayer go? Oh, I think, yeah, I don't think any... Uh, I think you, you've got fans out there that uh, were quite vocal that wanted him to go now. Um, but I still think, hand on heart, if they sat back, they'd still have... You know, look back with fond memories. I think you, you can't not look back in fond memories, as Tom said about Wembley. Um yeah, I was shocked. I must admit, I was shocked. But as it sort of got, you know, once the day's gone on, I'm just trying to think. I don't know if it's me being cynical or I just don't know if there's more to it. Um, because, you know, Bo's always said that he loves a club. He wants to stay. He wants to build. And for me, no, you know, no disrespect to Birmingham, but it's, I know they're in a, they're in a bit better division, but they're not exactly flying. You know, they're, what, four points out of relegation and it's not exactly a, a top like a, a Premier their League own, job. Their ownership situation is, uh, I think it leaves a lot to be desired, I think, when, when, you, when yeah. you speak to Birmingham City fans as well. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking, so, it's not like he's going to a, a nice big project. Um, so, d for me, is, you know, I'm asking myself, is there something that's more? Is, is there a conversation saying... You're doing okay, but we're looking at doing changes, or has he got a vibe that they might be doing changes in the summer and he might not be there? So he just might as well move now instead of just being a sitting duck. I don't know. Maybe that's just me looking too much into it, but I just find it so strange. I think if we were mathematically impossible for us to go down and go up, then I can imagine, you know, then you could see it. But for me, I just think it's just a bit strange. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone uh, will begrudge him a move. Like, good luck to him, and no one will forget what he did. Um, let's not forget the first season he got us into playoffs and we missed out. And then obviously the second season, everyone knows what happened there in the thirds. And then last year was, <laughs> considering the circumstances, I still think we were unlucky. I know it wasn't pretty and we weren't 
that amazing. But considering what we had to deal with, what he had to deal with, to go down within, you know, an injury time of another game, it's pretty savage. So, um, disappointed. But it's football. It's, it's not going to be, like I say, of everything, it's not going to be the first time. It won't be the last. Um, wish him well. And I'm just, it's going to be interesting now how, um, how Thomas plays it. Now, I think there's so many questions I've got on how he's going to play it. And this, this is his first real decision now. And I think it's important on what he does. And he doesn't try and do it in a way that's going to be great for PR because we spoke about last week about the building blocks he's put in in terms of the background of the club. If he's an ambitious manager, he can make a real statement now of who he gets. Or does he go down the easy route and go, well, I'm going to stick with the, you know, Charlton players or, you know, ex-Charlton managers or something like that. So it's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, I, I do I do feel sad, but, you know, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I do love the glider. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right. Um, we'll be discussing, you know, all sorts, trying to work out who it could be um, coming up as well. You know, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll I'll ask you guys for your opinion on, on who you think it might be, Tom and Tom and Nath as well. So be prepared for that. But earlier on uh, this evening, I caught up with Richard Corley, the sports editor of the South London Press. He was, of course, the man who broke the story that Lee Bayer was set to leave Charlton. Uh, I asked him uh, if having, you know, considering he spoke to Bo this morning, uh, if it came as a bit of a shock. A little bit of a shock, yeah. I don't think there's many times that... Uh... In my my time as a, working on, on as a sports editor at the South London Press, or working just generally covering football, you speak to a manager, get team news off them that morning, and um, I imagine that even at that point, he Bowie had a very good idea that he was going to go in and um, tell the players that he was leaving. So um, I think I think there's been a feeling. It, it takes me obviously to by surprise off the back of that. I guess it doesn't really take you by surprise totally that um, he has moved on. I think there were probably some frustrations behind the scenes at Charlton over, um, you know, we can sort of touch on when he managed with fairly difficult sort of uh, hindrances, shall we say, um, prior to Thomas Sangard arriving. And I think there was an element of pressure, at least coming from the fan base, that they felt that the team wasn't really quite where it should be. So I wouldn't say that I felt... Managers seem to have like a cycle almost, and it felt a little bit, rightly or wrongly, like that was what had happened with me. So, but yeah, in terms of him leaving this morning, wasn't something I I thought was going to happen. I thought for the time being, he was going to kind of keep cracking on and trying to get Charlton into those playoff positions. So yeah, it did did come as a a bit of a shock. And and, and the manner of the departure did as well, because I I think, you know, after that game against Blackpool, when there was... You know, people saying, "I wonder if that you know that felt like it was the very lowest ebb." When the fact he was still here after that, you thought, "Well, it, probably Thomas isn't going to sack him then." And sounding like what he, what he told you this afternoon, that wasn't going to be the case. So that the manner of his departure is a bit of a shock as well. Yeah, I mean, normally I think as we're going to find out, obviously, and I think it might well be be confirmed by the time we chat. But I think probably the Birmingham job—that's where he's going—and um, you know, it, obviously, I guess once that offer comes up. It's just interesting, does I, I haven't spoken to Lee um, since the developments of this morning, but I'm hoping I will do, obviously, later this week. But uh, it'd be interesting to get his thought process on things because, um, you know, Birmingham, I guess, if he keeps them up, um, it's another decent job in terms of firefighting and going in there and doing that. 
But whether Birmingham are a more stable club than Charlton, you've got a question now. I mean, you wouldn't perhaps have to question it prior to Thomas arriving, but certainly now with him there and trying to put an infrastructure in place, um, I think, you know, we know that Charlton can be a very, very big championship club. So I think that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one with me because I think that, as you said, going back to around the Blackpool game, there seemed to be a feeling that there was a lot of pressure coming on top. But when I spoke to Thomas today, he made it pretty clear that, you know, that wasn't the case, that the pressure, if there was, was probably Lee putting it on himself and that he did, he did sort of realise it was a building job. Um, I think when you when you talk to Lee, I think the frustrations were there as well this season because of the fact that the club were under a transfer embargo, missed out on transfer targets in the summer. They then had the salary cap and Lee would have told you that a number of their players, I mean, he could miss players that had gone to other clubs and were earning well in excess of what the cap was. And that was all done before Thomas took control. And obviously the salary cap was still in place in, in January and they didn't really have a lot of room to manoeuvre. So I think one of the big frustrations with when I look back at Bo's time at the club is you just wonder how good it could have all been and, and what he could have achieved because that playoff winning team that he had had such talent and some really good players in there and with an owner at the time that was ready to invest and really kind of push on I do kind of sit here now thinking I wonder where that team under Lee Bowyer could have gone and instead obviously we're never going to know that um, because obviously football had moved on and Charlton were back in League One um, I think he, I, I've got to say I think, I think he, overall you can't really criticise too much of what he did as a manager here because there are many in recent history at Charlton that have had a promotion um, under their belt and the championship season as well. I mean, you just needed a few, a couple of things to go for you in terms of injuries. And if Lyle Taylor had played out the season, I think Charlton would have been fine and would have been a championship club still. So if, if spots and maybes as there always are in these scenarios. Mm. Um, I mean, what, what happens next, obviously, is going to be the big, the big question for a lot of fans. We know Jacko's coming in to, to take over as caretaker uh, for tomorrow at least. But, but Thomas says he wants uh, uh, to, to get an appointment done quite quickly. Um, it's... Looking at some of the names out there, I mean, there's uh, you always get the, uh, the the crazy ones when it's when the odds first are named, aren't they? I think I think the, the most random one I've seen is Neil Harris, um, Chris Wilder, Eddie Howe. People put put together, they just throw together random names really at this stage. But is there any sort of early indication of, of, of which way Thomas might go? I mean, this is similar to what I've said about not knowing if Thomas is the sort of manager, uh, sort of owner who sacks people. We also don't know what the sort of manager he will employ is really yet, do we? No, this is the big question because I think when you when you look at it for Thomas, uh, I think first of all looking at a couple of those names, to to me Chris Wilder and Eddie Howe, you know, managers are a bit like footballers if they're going to drop down divisions, even if there's big potential and you know it's a big club show. And the problem is you've got to obviously financially make it so that it's too good to resist. I'm not saying Thomas won't do that, but. I just think it's quite hard because Chris Wilder was managing a Premier League team. He's walked away having had a lot of success at Sheffield United. Eddie Howe as well. His stock is still high despite the relegation of Bournemouth. I'd be surprised, but that's not saying it can't happen. I mean, Thomas, I tried to kind of get a bit out of him today saying, would Johnny Jackson be in the running or not? And he, he kind of made it sound like he would be, but then he awkwardly said that, the appointment he was looking for was long term. It wasn't just a, a, you know, like an assessing job until the end of the season, and then you kind of review things. So I, I, I don't know whether Jacko. Um, I think 
one thing that was for sure is that there were certainly people that felt that Jacko would be a really good choice when Carl Robinson left. And obviously, um, De Chatelet pulled out a bit of a wild card by, of the two options, perhaps, Johnny and Lee, going for going for Lee. I think some of the other people that are mentioned on the list, I mean, Neil Harris has been mentioned, there's just no chance. I mean, A, a Neil Harris, um, uh, you know, the indications I've had is that he is feeling he can definitely get another championship job, even if it was a kind of club that needed to kind of, a bit similar to Birmingham, really, kind of put away from trouble. And obviously, his connection to another club in South London, I just don't <laughs> think it would work either way. So say, I think that Kenny Jacket's available as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah, Kenny, any, any yeah, list yeah. of former Millwall managers, probably probably wider the mark, hopefully. Um, yeah. One, one name Cowley, that is interesting... Sorry, go on. Go, yeah, Dan, yeah, Danny Cowley, as I was about to say, is a very interesting one. Obviously, was linked with the Wimbledon job, but said he would he wanted... Something a bit higher up, particularly in League One, than that. Obviously, Wimbledon a rock bottom, but I think Charlton probably would fit that bill. Yeah, and no, I definitely. I mean, obviously, I had some conversations with, with with the Cowley side around the Wimbledon thing, and the message coming back was very respectful that they admired Wimbledon, but that if they were going to, yeah, again, I think they were angling for Championship if they could. But I think the indications were if they dropped to League One, it would have to be a big club that could very, very quickly get to the Championship. Well, you know, that's that's Charlton. Uh, if it's not this season, with a summer of rebuilding without the wage cap, you would say 100% that's Charlton. So I think you have to rule them in. I'm sure that they would be interested. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Another one to throw into the mix, perhaps, is Mark Bowen. Um, you know, uh, he'll know Jed Roddy from his time at Reading. I don't know what their relationship is like, so I'm just kind of throwing it out there as a, as a potential. But... Um, whether he would be viewed as being someone that would kind of be in the mix, I don't know. But uh, there certainly could be a link to that. Away from that, I'm not necessarily sure where you go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Thomas Thomas made it very clear. I said to him in the conversation, I said, is, is this something that Jed Roddy has a real handle on and pushes on? Or is it Steve Gallen that you kind of also lean on and, and Thomas made it sort of said it's, it's may, mainly going to be me you know I'm going to be the one and he's coming over late this week mm. so uh, that's obviously been a view to kind of sorting things out you'd, you'd assume that Jed Roddy would, would have a fair old hand in being the kingmaker here though of course because of his ties in English football which, which Thomas Sangard won't really have yet yeah no absolutely and you know uh, you know Jed Roddy's been born as far as I'm aware as the eyes and ears you know, around the club and, and kind of on that football side. So it's not really too clear exactly what the pecking order is but between him and Steve Gallon, I don't think. Uh, you know, I mean, Steve obviously is is more kind of focused, I suppose, on the transfer side of things, but he's got director of football, uh, director of football tag. So, you know, that would, I imagine, involve contract negotiations as well. And Jed seems to cross over a bit into that. But I just, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where Thomas goes with this because... I've got to be honest, it depends. I mean, Thomas is really confident as well about uh, the team getting in the playoffs. We're not just getting in the playoffs, getting to Wembley. He said he's, you know, he's sorted out that he's going to be over here for when the, for when the final takes place. So, um, a bit of work to do in the meantime. And it's, it's whether a change... It's ironic, isn't it, actually? It's quite similar to when... There, there's kind of similarities to, to with Carl Robinson. I mean, Carl, Carl left because he thought he was going to be pushed when the Australians came in as part of a takeover. And Bo took over caretaker and kind of led the team into the playoffs. And it's kind of, it's around a similar sort of way. It's, 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 I think next week is three years that Lee would have been in the job. So it's almost uncanny, some of the um, some of the connections there and the kind of similarities. 
Yeah, but I guess whoever the new manager is will be coming into a much more stable club, um, and, and I guess it'll be up to them to make their relationships as well work with with the people inside that club. So just finally, then back on back on Bo. I mean, you said earlier you think you know you have to. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, as, with my supporter hat on, we'll, we'll look back with very fondly at his time in charge. Um, probably fair to say I had gone a little bit off the rails um, at times this season, but there's there's certainly been other circumstances that haven't helped that. But overall, how would you assess his time in charge of the club? Yeah, I think I think he did a good job. I think, I mean, obviously, when you look at it, you're kind of back where you were. Um, I think he would say, yeah, but you had the joke of... Uh, ESI and the farce of all that. You had the Chatelet not ready to invest after the team got promoted. So I think he definitely could have left them in a much stronger position if he'd had to back him. I think the one thing that I would say about him is of all the managers I've dealt with, he was very, very honest and very, very blunt about certain things and did not hide his opinions on anything. And in some respects, that was totally refreshing. I know that there are people that didn't feel that some of that was always the best conceived ideas to maybe go out and actually say some of the stuff that he did. but And, and it could have maybe even had an impact a little bit on the way that the team went along this year. But um, I think deal with... I think I think he did a lot of good because certainly when he came in and with Jacko as a number two, it brought, it, it brought unity back, didn't it, at a time when the club seemed to... Everyone was wasn't connected, and I think he had that connection. Whether it was completely there this season, obviously it, it probably wasn't. But then there's so many factors to that, not least the fact that there were no fans at games, and I think that made a difference, both positive and negative. If you look at it, when they were on the good run and when they were on the bad run, with fans in the stadium, it would have been very, very different. But I think you just got to look back on it and say that he brought success and he brought some good times. And there's a hell of a lot of managers that cannot can walk away from a football club having been there for two, three years and not really have had any tangible success and Lee did. So I think for that reason, you've got to kind of respect what he did. Mm, well, cheers, Rich, for joining us on uh, on Charlton Live this evening. Uh, be very fascinated to find out who is the, the next Charlton manager. Maybe even Scott Parker, if he fancies a crack at a big club. Well, I mean, he's at, he's at one of the biggest clubs in England right now, isn't he? So... Um, <laughs> You know, and uh, I mean, they're going to be in the Premier League next season. Oh, no. uh, I don't know if they are, actually, mate. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always very negative. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, uh, Richard Corley. So I, I, I'm not ruling out Scott Parker. I think he would like to join a big club, and obviously Fulham aren't a big club. They're arguably the smallest club uh, in the Premier League and certainly in London. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thanks to Rich for giving up his time. Um, you know, uh, uh, the first thing, the first thing's first, that uh, you know, and I did ask Richard there in conclusion, Tom, when you look at Bo's time overall at the club, I mean, he, he absolutely, absolutely leaves with his head held high, as far as I'm concerned. 100%, yeah. Uh, and, and again, I said that earlier on, on social media as well. I think I appreciate that this season perhaps hasn't gone as well as we liked. And we can't forget that he does have a relegation on his CV already. But like Nave said earlier, I think that the end of that, that first season he had was... You know, got us into the playoffs with a, with a great run. Obviously, it wasn't quite to be at Shrewsbury. Um, and then the back end of that, that season that, that culminated in Wembley, I reckon that was probably, and I think I said it at the time, that four or five months was probably the most fun I've ever had as a Charlton fan. The, the away days that we had towards the end of that season, the likes of Wickham and uh, obviously Doncaster in the playoffs. Um, there were a couple of others in there as well that I can't think off the top of my head were just brilliant. 
home the ground was filling up and obviously that night against Doncaster in the semi-finals was just probably the best atmosphere I've ever seen down at the valley uh, and then that day out at Wembley um, obviously there are some people lucky enough to be able to compare it to 98 I wasn't there for 98 but to see Charlton at Wembley was something I've dreamt of since I was seven or eight years old because I hadn't been there so it was just everything I ever wanted as a fan. Um, and even as Nave said, that season in the championship, you know, we had some some really fun days. I remember the, the home game at Stoke a couple of games in, obviously that statement win, if you like, uh, the away day to Fulham and the boat party and the draw there. There were some really good games in, in the championship as well. And I think we were unlucky to go down. So I think he's, yeah, he deserves to go out. As I say, I don't think he'd earn, you know, it wasn't a case of he can stay until he chooses to leave. I think if results had carried on negatively, then I think the calls for his head would have increased. But I think the position he has left now, and now we're looking back on Bowyer as a as an ex-manager, I think I can only see fondness for him in terms of what he did at Charlton. Uh, and yes, this season hasn't gone as well as we liked, but he's definitely built up enough credit for me to have a slightly off season. And as I've said several times on the show, if he was still here, I, I fully backed him to have a good season next year wasn't to be but um yeah i'll certainly remember him as one of the better managers we've had in certainly in recent years mm, and when you think of everything that he had to contend with you know coming into the job on uh, with, with 10 games left to go um in that season and five points off the playoffs and, and getting us there obviously not quite uh getting able uh, being able to get past shrewsbury that that first time but then you know um managing to Get us into the playoffs again on a, on an absolute shoestring budget. You know, working underneath, well, working underneath Roland Duchatelet, you're always going to have your, your your hands tied behind your back a little bit. And he had to work hard to to get the loans in and and build this 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 team and and, and some very good signings he was able to to bring in as well. Um, getting us up, you know, that that day at Wembley, we'll we'll never forget. You know that craziness with his contract situation where uh, Roland announced he'd left and then signed him up the day after. Um, you know, dealing dealing with all of that then the ESI shambles uh, you know the transfer embargoes everything that went on and to, to have come so close and uh, you know and we saw how much it hurt him when we got relegated last season and at the time a lot of us thought he'd, he'd be off then but he, he decided to to stay around and uh, you could obviously I think things probably seem to catch up a little bit this season he was getting frustrated you know we were seeing the side of him perhaps we hadn't seen too much this year um but you know again nathan when, when you look at his whole tenure and everything he he, he went with I'm, I'm he 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 will he will go with i imagine the best the best wishes of pretty much every fan i'm sure there'll be one or two uh who who that won't be for but i think even if even people who wanted to see him go will, will look upon the the overall time at this club fondly of course um i think that when we think back we've got a we got to understand that Bowyer came into the club at the beginning, not even intending to be a full-time coach, let alone a ma- let alone a manager. Um, and in those, the, you know, the stint he had as manager, what he's had to deal with, with like you're saying, the ownership, the embargoes, the the clowns that were here before, and then and he still stuck with us. And at the end of last year, when we got relegated, we were more or less, from what I remember, everyone was going, "Oh, please don't go! Please don't go!" But then there's a few bad results and then it's like, oh, he's got to go. He's got to go now. So, uh, yeah, it's rubbish. So it's just, I think it's quite short-sighted. And I think if everyone sat back and go, right, this geezer's had to do a lot of stuff in his first 
stint as a manager and I think he can go with his head held high. Um, I think he's been loyal. Um, I don't think anyone can begrudge him that because um, there was probably plenty of opportunity he could have left. I think Huddersfield was linked Berman probably before. Um, but yeah, I mean, you will always have a couple that'll be happy that he's gone now, which is fine. That's football. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone can sort of say that he's not had to put up with anything. And um, I think we've gone through the seasons already, but you look at that season, we did go up. The the the, the team that he built, that team that won at Wembley, um, considering the budget it run, was an unbelievable team. And like Tom said, that back end of that last season was... It, I've never really had that much fun, really, since obviously we went we, when we went up as champions and we was going every single game um, home and away. Like Rose of Denmark crew and that, wouldn't it, Lou? But I think yeah, it's 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 horrible. It's it's, it's horrible to see it, but it, it is what it is. And I think everyone will send send him his wishes and wishes him well for the future. But now it's time we look forward and and try and figure out who on earth is going to take this job because mm-hmm. it's a it's a good job now. It's like you were saying earlier, it's not a job where they're coming into an unsettled unsettled background. They're building it up. There's probably a little bit of money, not Man City style, but there's a bit of money in there to, and there's a bit of, and they need to build it because we're going to have a massive change of players again. So I think it's an attractive job um, and that's why I think it's key. Thomas gets this one right. Yeah, certainly. I mean, do you think it was inevitable, Tom, that you know, when a new owner comes in and shakes things up a bit, brings in his own people? Obviously, I mean, there, we spoke about rumours about disquiet between Jed Roddy and, and Lee Bowyer before. Do you, do you think there is an air of inevitability about it, especially when we, obviously we've been on this run that, that maybe you know a new owner wants a wants a new broom, and and, and maybe Bo saw that and thought maybe it's time for me because obviously Thomas saying it's not his decision, he would have kept. Leon, you know, at the moment, saying he was under no pressure from him, as we heard from Richard there. Um, but, you know, often when when a new owner comes in and brings in his own people behind the scenes, maybe they might want someone new. So maybe both Bowyer as well for it, the time had come as such. I could see maybe Bowyer thinking that. I have to say, I don't think... I, I take Thomas on, on face value and take him on his word. I don't think he was going to sack him. He, um, I think Bowyer had a contract here and he was looking forward to seeing what he could do um, in terms of you know the the coming season. So I, I'm disappointed he left. I, I suppose whenever there's ownership changes, there's always going to be that question about how long's the manager going to stay there before something happens. So I, I do get that. But no, I think, um, like I say, I take him on, on his word. I think he would have kept him and, and backed him in the summer. Um, but I, I wonder, I think there's a few times this season, if we go back and listen to pods where we said Boya looked, looked knackered. Um, and obviously this season is probably, I was going to say behind the scenes, it's probably been the easiest ride he's had, certainly since Thomas came in, but on the pitch, things haven't gone his way. Um, and so I always felt like if, if he did go, whether he chose to resign or whether it was a, a case of him being sacked, that he might take a break from the game because, as Nave said, he never even intended to be a manager. But to go, well, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet in terms of him, him taking the Birmingham job. But to go straight into another job, and especially a job as we spoke about earlier, that you know the ownership there isn't exactly straightforward. It, you know, it's um, that's the only thing that I find a little bit strange for for me. But uh, no, I think in terms of of Thomas I think he would have kept him I think as Naif said he's got a big job on his hands now and he needs to get this appointment right because even if we don't go up this season there's the makings of a good side here and we need a man 
who's experienced to come in and and I think really make sure that this group of players get what where they should be, which uh, should be the the top six. Possibly not this season, but if we retain most of them and make a couple of good signings, then we definitely should be looking at top six minimum next season. So difficult appointment for Thomas, but um, yeah, if he gets it right, then obviously it's it's going to bode well for him going forward and show us that intent that he's got and, and show that he's got that business now, which he has shown across the club already with some of those those people that he's brought in, as you mentioned earlier. Mm. And Nathan, in terms of the need for a clean slate for a manager and, and perhaps a squad as well now, I mean, you know, we, we often over the last few weeks we've spoken about that game against Blackpool where, where it felt, it just felt like the very end, you know, for, for some, you know, he felt something had to give. I mean, since then we've had a resurgence of, of sorts you know we've, we've gone back to looking more organized um not not exactly setting the world alight but we've picked up results and gone four unbeaten um but you know after some of the things perhaps that Bo has said about some of the squad and, and some of the squad leaving and things like that I mean uh, do you think a clean break perhaps in that circumstance seeing Bo get that frustrated at times do you think he's do you think that sort of played a part in this he's like I've had enough of this lot basically um <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, because obviously there's, he's obviously got rid of some of the dead wood, I'd call it. Um, I'm not talking about Johnny Williams before Tom storms off, but um, the love, the sort of the bogles and, you know, Madison's, which it wasn't working. He, he, he didn't really rate them, I, I would imagine, if otherwise he wouldn't have sold them. But um, possibly, maybe it was just a clean break and maybe it was, maybe, maybe he had some sort of inkling that he wasn't going to be lasting forever so why wait around when he's got an opportunity and I'm with Tom I just find it a bit strange going to Birmingham if anything I'd, I'd be less surprised if he was going to Pompey because I don't know they're just, they, they're okay I, I know they just seem to be a little bit settled I know they're up for sale at the moment I think and um, but yeah it's just a bit strange um, it's, it, and again clean slate here the thing is when a manager leaves everyone gets a clean slate but you look at the squad it's not like from the, off the top of my head, I don't think anyone's really been frozen out per se. You know, it's not like anyone's not getting any game time that isn't fit. I know Gilby and Inissa, you know, just coming back to fitness. It's not like, you know, if Johnny Williams was still here and he just was frozen out, then he gets a new slate. Um, but I just, the, the thing for me now is just who is he going to go for? Um, I assume he's going to be speaking to, obviously, Jed Roddy, who knows the game and, and has contacts. But... Is he going to go big and go for the likes of a Wilder? <laughs> or is he going to go for someone Danish? Um, I think Michael Laudrup's been, you know, or there's a, uh, there's other Danish managers out there, someone he trusts. Or is he going to go for someone a little bit more close to home and go for the Chris Powells or just give it to Jacko? There's so many things, but I think whatever he does, he's got to do it right. Um, but either way, it's going to be a clean slate and it's a big rebuild. Um, so whoever he's going to bring, he's going to have to trust them. Um, that's why I can only probably you probably pick one or two people, but he's going to re- rely on the people at the club who know football in England because he's a businessman. He knows football, but he doesn't know it as much as the the Jeds and everyone else. Yeah, I, I do wonder if we saw a little bit of that of that slight naivety of, of, of Thomas's understanding of the game today. Actually, when when he announced for a different club, their new manager before their current manager has left, which is not quite the way things are done. But you know, Thomas is so enthusiastic. Um, he brings this level of excitement to to running the club that you know may, maybe he's still learning sort of the ins and outs. Of that I don't think that's 
not not the thing that would be normally done but you know it was it was funny so i'm all for it um let's talk about potential successes then obviously we know jacko's in for tomorrow night against bristol rovers at the valley um that you know he he could be certainly be a suggestion you know it was uh, again as we heard from richard i think it was basically between jacko and Bo when Bo got the job originally and and i think most most people within the club thought he was going to be Jacko who was going to get that that caretaker role back then so you know I, I imagine Jacko would be up for it um one option there give him two or three games see how see how he fares over the next few days who knows uh, got Wimbledon coming up Saturday that should be three points shouldn't it so you know a chance um another name mentioned I, I think the name the standout name for me currently if, if it isn't going to be someone like Jacko um, or, or Jason Yule actually is another one, an internal person who would be interested, I imagine, because obviously Yule wanted the, the Wimbledon job a few weeks ago. Um, Danny Cowley, I think, will be the main realistic one that's going to be named. Obviously, Danny was linked with the Wimbledon job, as we heard there from Richard. Um, probably would like a championship job, but I guess if you can't get a championship job the, as close as you can to getting a job that's available at the moment is a club like Charlton in League One or a Portsmouth or a Sunderland or someone like that. Um, Danny Cowley, what, what do you reckon? Obviously, um, did uh, you know incredible things, him and his brother, with, with Lincoln. Went up to Huddersfield, where a lot of people have struggled and, and, and did struggle. But, you know, we'll, 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 do you hold that against them, Tom? Not at all. No, I think uh, I agree with you. I was having just a look through the the betting list um, just to get an idea of what names are on there. And for me, Danny Cowley is the standout non-Charlton name. Um, I was up at the the game where they beat us 4-0 just before we, we all went into lockdown last year. And what struck me after the game being in his post-match interview was the way he spoke about the game. I don't know if you were in the room as well, but he spoke to the media for about maybe 15, 20 minutes in real detail about the tactics and how they'd managed to win the game. And look, they've won a game 4-0, so he's going he's gonna to be pretty pleased and confident in how he'd set his team up. But I found that insight into it really interesting to listen to. And I think that's where those similarities, perhaps with Boya, who does come out after games and talk about why he made the changes he did, uh, would be interesting. Um, so I'd like to see him given a go. I think if you go with someone like Jacko or Yuli and stick with the Charlton theme, then... If you could bring, I don't know enough about the the guys that are in uh, the higher levels of the club at the moment to know whether they would feel, fulfil this role. Um, but some sort of experienced director of football, maybe just to guide them. And I know people would immediately say Curbs. I don't necessarily think that person has to be a Charlton player. Uh, sorry, a Charlton manager, but somebody who can help guide them because Jacko's had a bit of experience under Carl Robinson, who obviously has got got, got a lot of uh, managerial seasons under his belt, and then he's had some time under Boyo, who's obviously relatively new. I think if he had someone above him who's been in the game for 20 years or so and is still in the game, and that's where maybe Curb's obviously slightly outdated now, I think that that could be interesting. Um, if you're not going down that route, I think Cowley has to be the standout. As you say, the others that are high in the odds, people like Chris Wilder, I can't see him dropping down to this level. Then the next two in the list are Kenny Jacket and Neil Harris. Um, and I just can't see ex-Millwall just, just coming in. We, we had that with Dowie and we saw how that worked out. So... I'd be a little bit concerned if it was one of those two. So, no, for me, if it's not Jacko, I'd I'd love to see Danny Cowley come in and see what he could do here. Mm. What about you, Nathan? Are there, are there any names that stand out for you in in that list? Um, I'm just looking down it. Well, Steve Avery's falling to one. <laughs> who, who makes these lists? <laughs> but anyone, anyone? Well, definitely not Jacket or um, 
or Harris because if people have got the ump of us lumping it to Chucks and Jaden now, then get used to it if they come in. Um, but I mean, it depends. I mean, it de- it depends on the statement that that um, that Thomas wants to make. I think I agree with Tom to an extent that I don't think Wilder a drop, but I think if if a project sold to him and he's paid enough, um, it might twist his arm. That'd be uh, absolutely remarkable. Yeah. So, so imagine, well, got, was, imagine it's sold to him though, and he comes in and doesn't do well, and all of a sudden he's gone from being a Premier League manager to back to being <laughs> yeah. a, a League One manager who didn't do well. I mean, that's yeah. a hell of a risk for him to take. Well, exactly. But I mean, even ones another one that would be like Slavin Bilic again, a massive, a massive ambition. But again, it, it, I just can't see with him parting money um, and. Jacko still being here. I, the only way I can see it I, is, I said on Twitter earlier, I can see Jacko doing it for the end of the season, and then maybe, so, like Tom said, someone coming in. If that's, I think it might be Curbs because he's in and around the club, um, or you know, or Yuli. But if he's going to part money, he's going to need to trust them with it. Um, whereas if he literally wipes the slate clean and brings someone new in, you're changing the whole dynamic of the club. You're changing a new ethos. Someone's with new beliefs and. You know, um, I just, in terms of who, Danny Cowley, does it excite me? Not really. Um, but again, it's there's no one really out there that, re- I mean, if um, Paul Cook was still available, he'd be my first choice because I know he plays. I like the way he sets his teams up. Um, but I reckon it it wouldn't surprise me if something like random comes out, you know, like, like a Gary Monk or, you know, something like that. Somewhere that you wouldn't even, or Paolo Di Canio or something stupid like that. But um, I don't know. I, I, I can't pick at the moment. I, I mean, off that short list, you're looking at it and you're like, mm, it doesn't really fill me with much inspiration, to be honest. The but, fact that um, Carol Fry is somehow on the betting list as well. Who, who designs these lists? Sorry, <laughs> that was me. I put, I put five grand on it. That's probably why. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Life. We've got loads of your messages to come to. As always, with shows like this, don't be offended if we don't get to your message because we have had hundreds coming in. People wanting to wish Lebo your well, wanting to suggest who the next uh, manager may be at the club as well. We'll get to those messages after this break. I think a break that will remind us of Lee Bayer's greatest moment as the Charlton Athletic Manager. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Charlton. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlton have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get in. Come on. What a time to be here on here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Right, so welcome back to this Charlton Live emergency podcast. We're discussing Lee Bayer's resignation as the Addicts manager. He goes up to Birmingham City to take over uh, up at the Trillion Trophy Stadium, or St Andrews as it's more accurately known, but it is called the Trillion Trophy Stadium. Uh, they're currently stuck on about zero as well, so they've got a lot of catching up to do there, Birmingham City. Um, obviously, we wish uh, wish Lee all the best uh, up there. Um, we want to have some of your uh, emails and your thoughts and your tweets that came in. Plenty of you have got involved uh, with the show. The shock news this morning that Lee Bayer has left uh, the club. Uh, the Lucas out in Brazil actually says straight away Chris Powell uh, would be a nice replacement. I mean, what's your views on going back, Tom? You know, you know, people saying Curbs, Powell... Uh, a Sunderland fan that I was speaking to earlier said, what about Phil Parkinson again? <laughs> you know, but, you know, people who've been in the hot seat before, I- I'm always very, or I'm not, always very cautious about going back, especially with Powell, because I don't really want to ruin the, the good memories we had with him in the first place. And he's got a good job currently anyway. I think that's the thing. When when Powell first left, and he'd clearly left because of Roland, um, for me at that point, I thought it would be nice to see him again one day. Once Roland's gone and all of this is over, it would be nice to see him back and given another chance. Um, but I think there's maybe too much time has passed now and with the greatest of respect to him because I love what he did for the club. He, he hasn't torn up trees at other places, although he's had his hands tied in a lot of the clubs he's gone into. So it, it doesn't sit that well with me. That's the thing that I should have mentioned earlier about Jacko going in as well. The The problem you have when you put someone of that level of legendary status at a club as a manager is ultimately even as we've seen with Boya managers will always go you know if Jacko comes in Jacko isn't going to be around forever as a manager so whereas if they're a coach maybe they, they might stick around so that would be that would be my concern is you bring someone like that in ultimately they're going to go and it's going to be a really difficult time for everybody again so no I think I think with someone I think Kerbishly separate I think he's just been out of the game too long unfortunately so not for me, certainly not in a managerial role. Uh, and for Powell, I just think, as you just said, really, don't don't ruin what what we had. Mm. We had some great memories of him. Um, and no, I think it's time to go in a different direction. Yeah, I've just seen it tweeted, actually, by uh, Pete O'Rourke that Bo's already taken training uh, at Birmingham City <laughs> this afternoon. So, I, I mean, as soon as Richard uh, tweeted about Bo leaving, I got someone told me I was going Birmingham. Um, it is quite amazing that they still haven't officially announced that Karanka's left, but there's a, a really funny story about him being told he's actually left like yesterday or the day before and then being forced to sit and have lunch with all the players. It's a really bizarrely run club, Birmingham, but hopefully hopefully Bo will go in. I know lots of good Birmingham fans. Hopefully Bo will go in there and and you know help help clean them up and and, and get them playing uh, the way he wants them to uh, again right rob says he deserved better uh, lee bayer did we all did we were messed around by esi without them we may well still have cullen and be in the championship i think the whole thing drove him potty and he started making uh, some very weird decisions paul griffith says what odds are there on the shrewsbury physio taking up the role to cheer up tom <laughs> um, yeah that'd be interesting uh, anyone who hasn't listened to the last couple of shows won't know what on earth we're looking uh, talking about there but basically the Shrewsbury physio looks a lot like Johnny Williams, um, which is ironic, really, because uh, Johnny obviously saw a lot of physios uh, in his time at the club. Right. Uh, RJ says, probably the right time after nearly three years. It was becoming a bit uh, stale with Boya. I'll never forget what the man has done for this club, though, and memories he's given us for a lifetime. He deserves the move. In terms of a new manager, it's going to be tough as there isn't much out there. The only realistic options uh, are the Cowley brothers, maybe Chris Powell and Alan Kerbishley after saying watch this space on Saturday and lastly Jason Yule uh, Thomas wants someone for years to come so I can't think it'll be Jacko 
or for curbs. Uh, Steve-O says, Jason, you're in until the end of the season would be good to see what he can get uh, out of the players. Uh, Phil says, Chris Wilder, uh, Yule and Jackson would be a huge gamble. I'm not sure that Sangard has come across as a gambler yet. Yeah. Zeng Appreciation Society says, main feeling is relief. It all felt a bit toxic over the past few weeks and it's clear that something had gone wrong. I wish Lee well, but it's time to move on. I'd like to see Laudrup take the job or someone who plays exciting football uh, a la Barnsley. I've never heard that sentence before, exciting football and Barnsley, but they obviously are doing very well at the moment. Uh, James Brin says, uh, Scott Parker would be perfect, but I don't think we could persuade him just yet. I mean, obviously, obviously I'm not, not making that suggestion as, as a realistic one by any stretch of the imagination, because can you imagine the uh, amount of boiled urine, Nathan? If we got Scott Park, Terry would just quit the quit his job on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I've, that would be um, it'd be a story, wouldn't it? I mean, because they're absolutely flying at the moment. I think they're. Um, I think Newcastle are what a couple of points clear and got a game in hand. They're still favourites to go down ahead of Fulham. So, um, but I think Fulham, if they lose, if they lose Addy. I don't know, Adamola, then um, I think they're going to be in a bit, bit of spot of bother. But, um, yeah, no, they're doing well. It would be funny, though. Um, but, I mean, you're on that point of the Michael Lauder. One, I see Daniel Stendhal might be going to Portsmouth. I think that would be a good one. Yeah. Well, I guess um, anyone that Portsmouth are in for now, we, I mean, we would legitimately be expected to be, you know, have, have the same pool as Portsmouth, I guess. You know, I think, I mean, yeah. Portsmouth are a big club, but I'd say they're, I don't know if I'm getting cocky, they must be similar size to us. Am I wrong there? Yeah, I mean they've. I mean, in recent years, they've you know FA Cup finals and stuff. But and they're a big club, yeah. But at the moment, they've been stuck in League One longer than we have. So um, I think you could probably say similar sort of size. Um, I think that would be a good one, Daniel Stendhal. Um, I don't know in terms of Jack. I don't know if he's done his pro yet, his pro license. I know Yule has. I'm pretty sure he has. So, but again, it. it I don't really know. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, how he plays it. Um, but I'd like someone. Such as someone that's not. I mean, in terms of Chris Powell, I mean, I'd love him to pieces. But why would he give up? What he's head of Tottenham Academy, head of coaching at Tottenham. He works with the England setup in coaching. I mean, would he really want to come back here and tarnish and possibly tarnish something that he already achieved? I don't know. Mm. But he does love the club. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, the, the bookmaker odds. I think I see ones in there. I, I think you see Carval and. Uh, you have all these other random names. It's just like, well, wh- where's Djokanovic? It's like, well, where do these come from? You know, so <laughs> they've got to fill the pages because there's going to be some plonker that puts a pound on it or something in there. So um, I don't know, mate. You just have to wait and see. But I can't see Thomas rushing it. I really can't. I can't see anything happening. I don't see what the need is in rushing it. If we were chasing second place, he might put something mm, in. But... but I mean, Thomas has said he wants to get it done by by the weekend. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. James, uh, I've already done that one. Sorry, Sam Sam Day says I'll take Eddie Howe, Chris Wilder, Alan Kerbishley, Slavan Bilic, Gus Poyet, uh, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard. Although most of them are unlikely to happen in League One. Yeah, imagine if Frank Lampard rocks up. <laughs> um, uh, Phil says uh, Chris Wilder, Yule and Jackson, and I've done that one as well. I've got so we've got so many messages in this evening. Uh, forgive me if uh, again if I miss yours or if I do them twice because I'm trying to get to as many as possible. Uh, Jamie says uh, fans need to be realistic as to who we get we're a league one club we can't expect to get wilder or eddie howe that's just ridiculous i'd be more than happy with jacko or yule as interim until the summer then reevaluate 
If not, uh, then someone within the club, then possibly uh, Cowley. And Nat Addict says, uh, sad to see Lee go. He stepped up uh, when needed and stayed when he could have strayed. Have faith in Thomas. We need a manager with at least championship experience to pave the way forward. That experience will come at an increased cost to the club. I would love to see uh, Curbs involved. Alex says that uh, Lee has shown unquestionable loyalty during his time at Charlton Under, arguably the most turbulent period in our history. No one will ever forget that night at the Valley or the Wembley final. Realistically, though, the time was right for both parties. All the best uh, to Boya, uh, certainly. Right, Glenn Dowell says... Uh, Step forward, assistant to the Charlton manager, Johnny Jackson. What kind of market are we shopping in, do you think? Would it be the Wilder Howe or Cowley market or the Dowie Peters and Slade market? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Cowley isn't in the same market as Wilder and Howe. I think those, you know, I think Wilder and Howe feel very unrealistic to me. I mean, as, as Richard said, in this, but unless Thomas has got all sorts of money, you know, that he's willing to throw around that we weren't, weren't aware of. But I think those managers will see themselves as Premier League championship minimum managers and don't want to be almost uh typecast as, as as someone who would manage in in league one but you never know right um Dara says very disappointed to see Bose go I think he deserved one proper season with a good owner after he's stuck with us uh through all this rubbish over the last few years a bit embarrassed to see people celebrating the man leaving they obviously have short memories we had years of mediocrity under a plethora of managers under the mad Belgian and it's no coincidence that our biggest success of the recent past came with one manager left in place for a considerable length of time right let's have another quick break here on this Charlton Live emergency podcast we'll get to a few more emails as well uh, before we sign off on what's been a very dramatic day at the Valley Shinny prepares to take Shinny takes a shot the power was too strong for Eastwood he dived to his left but has passed him and Shinny who got the assist for the first goal now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick and Charlton just before half time make it two that you're gonna be okay anyway you know there's no Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to the final part of this Charlton Live emergency broadcast. Addicts boss Lee Bayer resigning today, joining Birmingham City. Um, still awaiting an official announcement of his uh, arrival at Birmingham uh, as we record. I'll be shocked if that doesn't come today or tomorrow at the, uh, at the latest. Um, a few more messages from you guys. Um, as well, Steve uh, says, bit of a long one, but I might sound dramatic but and silly, but I'm gutted uh, today. I've been a Charlton fan for 25 years, but never as passionately as the last five, six uh, since my playing days ended. Uh, nothing was more important than playing. Uh, in the recent years, for me, it's all been about Boya and Jacko. I was hesitant when he came back. Obviously, he has baggage and it made me uncomfortable. But then he walked into Roland's mess and later the criminals that were ESI. He stood tall, shoulders back and became the leader of our club. He showed fight, character and pride and took people on and ultimately gave me my pride back in supporting the club. He stood firm against the crooks. He changed my opinion of him and he gained my total respect. On the field, that 18-19 team they built was superb and while Roland did his best to destroy that, they gave us performances uh, and promotion. Uh, even in the early days of the championship, those early games were superb as we battled against the odds, played some great football and got behind them as a team. If ESI 
and Lex Dominus hadn't happened, we would have stayed up and things would be different now. But it's clear that Boya, for some time, has been jaded and worn down by the effects of the last 12 to 18 months. It's resulted in results below expectations and some strange decisions that can't be denied. More than anything, though, for Bose, for me, it's synonymous with that day at Wembley and my Saturdays with my two young boys. Truly magical times traveling up and down the country, seeing games, uh, quality time together. Uh, we all loved it and immersed ourselves in Charlton. And I'm not sure anything in sport will top that day at Wembley with my family. I'll cherish that forever. Hopefully Thomas gets the next decision right and the last 18 months can be put to bed. Sunshine always follows a storm and we've seen enough bad weather to last a lifetime. Moving forward, I want a clean broom and an up-and-coming manager that can grow with us, a Witchy Wellins or a uh, Ryan Lowe or someone we can find, perhaps our own Farke uh, or Frank as well, like the, the manager at Norwich or Brentford as well. That's an excellent email. Cheers for that, uh, Steve. Uh, and yeah, certainly it will always be synonymous only by with that day at Wembley and that's why he will be remembered as a special manager for many, uh, plenty of people. Phil says, Hi guys, the announcement today came as a surprise but not a total shock. I feel that Lee has been, uh, lost a bit of passion over the last few months, wasn't able to get the best out of the team. Um, yeah, and then Phil saying, if we can't get J- if, if JJ uh, or Curbs uh, are available to offer the guidance to him, that would be good for the remainder of the season. He says, if not JJ, Jason Yule would be the obvious choice. It really needs to be someone within the club in their blood. Uh, I think this may give the lads a desire to push that a bit harder and give us a stronger chance of making the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see Johnny Jackson's lineup tomorrow. Yeah, that will be very fascinating to see how Jacko takes to it tomorrow evening uh, against Bristol Rovers. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, do you think Jacko comes in and, and shakes shakes it up a bit much, Tom, between now and the end of the season or, or you know, now and however long he is in that, that caretaker role? can't see him shaking too much up really um i think obviously the players already have a relationship with him as well because he's been in that position they might have favorites in the same way that boya might have done or players that maybe if he wanted to play a slightly different way to boya he might go with um but i don't think there's going to be there's going to be wholesale changes um and obviously if he is interested in taking a managerial job but in interviews i've heard him say you know that's his his plan longer term then he will want to make a good impression either on on Thomas or on any other prospective owner who might be watching Charlton. So he might experiment a little bit, but he's not going to want to do too much because, as we were saying about Boya when he was in the job, you know he wants a, a strong end to the season, even if we don't finish in the top six, to to prove the kind of manager he is. So um, yeah, I don't expect wholesale changes, certainly not by tonight, because I imagine Boya will have been. I think he told the squad this morning, didn't he? So he'll have been around the ground this morning and. So, Boya, uh, sorry, Jacko won't have too much time to work with the players and do too much different, I wouldn't have said. But, um, yeah, longer term, maybe he'll, he'll tweak a few things. Mm, right, Phil Norse says, uh, I'm gutted to see Lee go. I think he greatly overachieved against most, uh, or, or against the most of trying circumstances. Would love him to have a full season and a summer transfer window with Thomas. He showed tremendous loyalty to the club and can certainly leave with his head held high. It hurts more when it's someone who's proper Charlton that leaves the club. Doubtless, some fans will clamour for a big-name manager. Most of those available are unlikely to come to us despite the attraction of our club now with a decent owner. I think we'd miss a trick not to give it to Johnny Jackson. As you guys said recently, his man management skills are second to none. I'm convinced he'd know how to get the best out of our players. He's no mug tactically either and is one who lives and breathes the club. He, uh, some might say he lacks experience. However, Nathan Jones wasn't even assistant manager coach when he got the manager's job at Luton, and he's not done too badly 
either. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, certainly uh, Phil sh- throwing Jacko's hat into the ring for long term. Craig says it's sad to see him go, but it's the right time. Enough games to save the season and regalvanize the squad. We always have Wembley. Thanks, Bo, and see you next season up the addicts. James, I mean, James asking if we think Chris Wilder is realistic. I, 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 I've already said I, I really don't think so, uh, but we'll see. Sam says uh, definitely sad to see Bo go. I'm not shocked. Uh, there must be something major behind the scenes that has made Bowyer walk away from uh, Charlton. Could be that the money that Birmingham have offered him or the pressure he was under or something else, I guess we'll find out in the future. Hopefully Sandgard and the board can find the right manager to get Charlton out of League One and challenging to get back into the Premier League. Michael says, thanks for the memories, Bo. Um, it was a surprise, but thanks for doing an emergency podcast as well. Yeah, we don't, like I say, the first one we've ever done, but this is massive news out of the Valley today. Uh, Donny away, the winning penalty shoot out of the Valley for those too young to have been there in 98, giving us the best day in being a Charlton fan in recent history with that last minute winner at Wembley as well. That promotion season helped pull this club's fan base back together and will have reminded people of the size and the potential that we still have, despite having been out of the top flight for nearly 14 years. Without that, do we see Sangard buying the club? I mean, Michael says maybe not. I say definitely not. I think, you know, if, if it wasn't for what Lee achieved in his time um, and, and and bringing, you know, this, this sense of of, uh, of what this club's about back to the club for the first time in a while, I don't think Thomas Sangard comes anywhere near us uh, personally. Uh, that's an excellent point. Uh, Michael says no hard feelings towards Lee. Uh, who Sangard gets next is the first big indicator of how this new era could shape up. Let's keep our fingers crossed for a really positive appointment. And then final email that's coming before we started recording. Linda, I'm so sorry to see him go. He's been so loyal during some really terrible times. I don't blame him for taking this opportunity at Birmingham. However, with Thomas's ambition for the club, it's time for a change. If we really want to get out of this league and perform strongly in the championship, we need to be much, much better than this. Lee, Johnny and Steve have been a fantastic team, but we need to change our attitude from survival to ambition. And the club is bigger than any one person. I don't know who should take his place, uh, but I'm clear. I don't want any one of the journeymen names that bounce from club to club. Saturday's overall performance lacked any passion and drive. We need someone with energy, and that's impatient for change. I trust Thomas to make the right decision. So, Nathan, now we go into this spell. Now we don't know what the... um, what the the decision that Thomas is going to make will be. I mean, short short term, first of all. You know, does someone come in and, and have the chance to make us a playoff side this year? Get us into those playoffs? Well, I mean, to, I mean, for me, what I would do, I'm, obviously I'm not chairman, but I'd stick with the, the the continuity that we've got in terms of whether that's you and Jacko or, you know, with Curbs there or not. Because or, I think they, they know the players. Um, you bring someone in now, um, they're going to have to get to know the players. They're going to have to try and instill the players to you know, play their way, etc., which might turn the other way and we might not be nearer the playoffs. Yeah, we might fall down. So I would probably go with the continuity element now and then revisit it in the summer. But, um, and then just see how Jacko get on. I mean, the, the thing with Jacko is, I think Laurie Wilson touched it on um, on Valley Pass on Saturday, the way that Jacko is with every single member of, you know, whether they're senior pros or, you know, the youngsters coming through, he has a way with words and a way that he can relate to different people. So I think that's a good thing, keeping Jacko there. But I honestly don't know. It just depends on how ambitious Thomas Sangard wants to be. Um, I still think, even though Wilder is 
way out of our league in terms of dropping this level I always think that someone has a price um, and I think it all comes down to how, how big Thomas wants to go but yeah I, I see Jacko doing it to the end of the year and then if he does a good job like Boya did you know then you know so be it but it's a new beginning um, you can't really change much personnel wise we've more or less got players to play in a certain way we don't really we only have two real wide players so we, it's not like we're going to all of a sudden go 4-3-3 three, three or anything um, so yeah I think we're pretty pretty limited really but it's just, just going to be interesting how it pans out um, and I just want to see us playing playing good football again because we've got the players to do it mm. so I don't really mind but I can see Jacko doing it yeah but long term Tom I mean this I mean this is an exciting time for the club you know and I, I you know, I've said it already today I'm sad to see Bo go um, you know, from a personal point of view, <laughs> we had our relationship was fine, so I can't always say for a lot of the managers we've had. Um, you know, but as a fan, as a supporter, I enjoyed I enjoyed his time, and I think he did a lot for the club. Uh, obviously, this season's been difficult. I, I would have loved for him to have turned it around. Who knows whether that would have happened next season? But whoever comes in next season, there's massive potential now. We've got an owner who's willing to back the club, who's enthusiastic, who wants to be involved, who seems to be enjoying his time here. You know, we we should have the financial constraints off a little bit with the wage cap gone. We're a massive club, you know, at this at this level. You know, the, you know, the, this, obviously Sunderland are probably the biggest club down here, but there's not many other clubs down here that I'd say are on our level, other than the likes of like Portsmouth. What happens next could be really exciting for this club. Could be huge. Yeah, I think I completely agree. And I said earlier, you look at this club two years ago, no one's really touching it with a budge pole. But there's an opportunity there now. And I think Nate said it earlier when we were talking about Howe and Wilder. I, I do think we're we're too low for someone of that calibre to come in. But what, what Nafe said was right, that there is a project here. And, you know, Thomas is going to sell it to a manager. He's already made it very clear that he wants to be in the Premier League in five or six years. And whilst that's ambitious and it might not happen, the fact that he's just talking that way, that he's backing that up with putting in a structure around a manager in terms of spending money on the on the field as well, shows that he's got that ambition and he's following it up. So... As I say, I, I agree with Nath that I think someone of the level of, let's say, Eddie Howe probably isn't going to drop down to League One and, and take it. But I think that if there are managers out there who who fit the bill of like a championship manager, they might look at it and go, do you know what? I'm going to be back there. Fans are going to love me just if I get them back up into the championship, let alone anything else. And yeah, so I think there are there are quick wins for a new manager. You know, make some good signings in the summer and start next season well. And you've got a real opportunity here to... Hopefully, fans will be back in the stadium by then as well. There's a there's a real opportunity to to cultivate something, and I think ultimately that's why I'm so disappointed with the news because I I felt like Boya was building a team for next season, and as as I've made clear on the show for the last few months, I've very much been looking ahead to next season as the opportunity. So I am I'm sad that he's gone, but it's a massive opportunity for someone, and and Thomas has to get that higher right. Excellent stuff. Right, we've come to the end then of this uh, emergency Charlton Live podcast on a, a historic day at the Valley as Lee Bayer announces his resignation. Uh, he's set to join Birmingham City. Charlton now on the search for another 
new manager. Can't wait to find out who it will be. Thanks to all of you who've listened then to, to this uh, this emergency broadcast. Thank you, of course, to the South London Press sports editor, Richard Corley, uh, for joining us on, on what's obviously been a very busy day for him and will be a very busy week now as he chases up all those leads to tell us who the new Charlton manager uh, will be. So thanks to Rich for giving up his time. Thank you as well to Tom and Nate for joining me at the drop of a hat. You're always available to me, you boys. Cheers, mate. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll chat. I suppose we'll chat tomorrow night, I suppose. Yeah, probably will. I've been uh, Louis <laughs> Mendes. Thank you to all of you who've listened. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday uh, for the big match preview. Who knows? By then, will we know who the new Charlton manager is? Let's find out. We'll certainly know what the result of the game with Bristol Rovers is. Obviously, we're all behind Jacko and the boys tomorrow. All the best to Johnny Jackson uh, for however long this caretaker stint is. But that man is Mr. Charlton and he has our support 100% for as long as it takes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again on Thursday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.